It's our first official Spring Worship Wednesday. I'm so ready for warmer weather and all the things this season has in store. I'm grateful that you're taking the time to join me today. A few weeks ago, Mark and I went to see the Jesus Revolution movie, and we loved it. Do any of you like to see the Rotten Tomato reviews before going to see a movie? For whatever it's worth, the audience rating was a 99%. It seems to have been a much bigger hit than was expected, and I read that the film more than doubled what it was projected to bring in over its debut weekend. So cool, right? Aside from the normal Hollywood critics, there's always a good deal of controversy in Christian circles when a Christian film comes out. But mostly what I've read and heard are good things, like this. Quote, it reminds us of core gospel truths. Jesus came to seek and save the lost, to release the captives from the struggles that bind them, to fill our hearts with abundant life that no experience on earth can match, end quote. And another one that said, quote, it's a story of renewal and redemption, a tale of faith and friendship. And most of all, it's a reminder of the miraculous things God can do through us when we yield to his will and purpose, end quote. Greg Laurie, who most of us are familiar with through the Harvest Crusades, is a focal character, as is Pastor Chuck Smith, the founder of Calvary Chapel, and Lonnie Frisbee, whose spiritual journey is colorful, far from perfect, but certainly a powerful reflection of God's limitless grace. For me, it was so interesting to see how these lives seemed to intersect randomly, but knowing that God was orchestrating it for a bigger purpose, an opportunity for these men to be used to preach the gospel to a generation in desperate need of truth, in desperate need of a savior. The movie also struck a personal chord with me. Because even though I was only a preschool kid in 1972, I had older siblings who were very much a part of the hippie culture, as well as the Jesus movement that was exploding on the West Coast in the 70s. My older brother, who was about 15 or 16, was on a soul search that led him to explore the answers the world was giving out. But the Holy Spirit continued to speak to his heart, and he returned to his faith. My family was in a church where he and my sister, along with a few fellow musicians, formed a band. I think they were all high school aged, and they sang in youth groups and churches up and down the West Coast. Along with the songs they wrote, they also sang many of the songs by a band called Love Song, which is the band that led worship in those early church days of Calvary Chapel. So I literally grew up listening to and singing along with my older siblings to this Jesus music that would shape this generation and eventually influence what the church would sing together for decades to follow. I am not ashamed to say that as I watched the movie, I shed a few tears. No real surprise there, right? Between the memories of my own siblings, two of which are with the Lord, and the challenge to throw off the appearance of being holy and just actually be holy like Jesus, it was kind of an emotional two hours for me. I told Mark that aside from the baptism scenes, one scene that wrecked me was the one where after an older church member complains that the hippie kids coming to church were going to ruin the carpets, Pastor Chuck Smith sets up a bowl of water and washes the feet of everyone, then welcomes them to find a seat. What a beautiful representation of what it means to follow Jesus. Humility in action, and not just for show, but for the transformation from darkness to light, from death to everlasting life for those who would receive it. Anyway, I do actually have a song for y'all. I'm throwing it way back to 1972 and linking one by love song called Two Hands. It's one of the songs used in the movie and one that I knew every word of by the time I was six or seven years old. 
If you were around when we first started Hope, you may have even heard my brother, sister, and I sing it at church. This recording does not sound like songs that are recorded today, but I think the message in it is as relevant as ever. It's a song written as if you were sitting in a church pew or a row of chairs, and you're not 100% sure about this Jesus guy. You might have been invited by a friend, or maybe you're the one who asks someone to come with you to just listen and see if this truth about Jesus is what you've been looking for all along. The chorus says, accept him with your whole heart and use your own two hands. With one, reach out to Jesus and with the other, bring a friend. Isn't that John 15 and the Great Commission in Matthew 28 all rolled up together? Stay connected to the vine and love one another. And then go tell others about the one who saves, gives life, fills you with joy, and is coming again. So give the song a listen today. And whether or not it becomes a favorite, I think you'll appreciate the simple truth that is so powerful in it and in the Jesus music recorded so many years ago. I'm so grateful that God is able to move in any situation, in any culture, and especially in any people who aren't perfect but are surrendered to Him. His redeeming grace is far above what we deserve and far beyond what we could attain. Common words but true 